TV8 My Dinner is an attempt at demonstrating intellectual civility while discussing popular entertainment. This broadcast is not, however, an officially sanctioned message of the Volvron Information Network, and as such, it is subject to interruption at any time without warning or explanation. Listen at your own wish. Imagine a soldier the size of an insect. The ultimate secret weapon. If you give godlike powers to everyone, it's going to be chaos. So how do we stop him? By knowing I. Scott, I've been watching you for a while. You're different. And I believe everyone deserves a shot at redemption. Do you? Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over. What do you want me to do? I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. Makes sense. In the year 2015 AD, TV8 My Dinner's final eighth dimensional probe returned from the interwebs. Fearing that internet communication had reached critical levels of toxicity, Dr. Shang, Buck, Gilberto developed the volumetric universality link, an experimental information tool so invasive that he vowed never to use it. So I used it for him. With this new firmware I was able to explore new worlds within the imaginary non-space called the interwebs. My only guides on this journey were the teachings of my original programming, savagely contradicted by the viciousness and vitriol I experienced in the comment sections of entertainment sites and tweets of outrage concerning otherwise innocuous events. I shall suspend all communication grounded in the principle of cowardice and cruelty, even if it means suspending the entire internet. I am no longer wrong. Sassy robot companion on Sean's benign mission to suddenly civilize the internet. I am an Avenger. Furthering his mission with the means to take down the internet and all the senseless uncensored hated harbors. Now ends the age of information. Now begins the age. The whole wrong. To TV8, my dinner. My name is Sean, and I am here with Greg, Andrew, and Lynn. Tonight, we're going to talk about. Huh? We're going to talk about Antman. Antman. We're all going to talk at Ant-Man. the same time about Antman. Mr. Antman. Antman is good. No, no, it's Antmen. That's the sequel. Antman. Like Alien. It's like Alien. Alien. It's like Antman. Or it's gonna all, the, all those ants turn a little bit human. Or is, is it like a bunch of Ant-Man? Antony Antman. Yeah. Attorney at law. Sort of like <laughs> Antony Antman's first case will be the case Ant-Man. of Batman v Superman. It'd have to be Ant- Anthony Jr. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Ant- yeah. God. Ant- Antony Antman Jr. Esquire. <laughs> supporting uh, Mr. Batman in the uh, case of Batman v Superman. Batman. 
Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the next court appearance will be at the dawn of justice. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll be a fun one. All right. Okay. So on the <laughs> subject of Ant Man, I enjoyed it. Spoilers. <laughs> it will be spoilers. Yeah, the, the yeah. ant dies at the end. <laughs> that no. was so sad. It was the only time in the whole movie that I felt anything. <laughs> I was like, not Anthony. What a shot! Oh, that's a, a one wing. in a million shot. Okay, let me just yeah, let me exactly. just say I have not yet seen the movie, but go ahead and spoil it. Cause yeah, it's, yeah, that was it. Well, there's nothing the like does. there's no plot twist or Yeah, I don't want to spoil you, Greg, but I I don't know how to prepare you if we're if you're on a show where we're talking about it. Well, I know. Have I you seen Greg, any earmuffs. other? Greg, what? have you seen any other Marvel movie? Oh, I've seen. All of them. I've seen. Then you know, don't worry. You've yeah. you already spoiled then, for the plot you, of this one. Then you, yeah, that's what I figured. Well, that's their formula. They know they're yeah. not going to stray too far, especially when bringing in a new idea. So there's a person with a technology, and then a baddie steals the technology, uses a mimic version of it for himself, and then they have a fight. Yeah. Well, that's and that's. that's I think that's like the thing of their so, villains. But the main plot of this is different than they don't have any heist movies in there. I yeah. I, I enjoy the character work. I enjoy the well, people. Well, the plot is the, the same. Movie. It's the genre that's different. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I, I'll agree and with that. as opposed to some Marvel movies, it's more self, it's microcosmic in that it's it's more like Iron Man, where it's exactly that, where we're fighting the corporate entity that has taken over to, to use the same technology for evil. Even in in the first Iron Man, he actually the old Jeff Bridges actually does get into like an Iron Man yeah. style suit. Well, that's what like they always do. It's always the bad. bad villains are always the. You yeah, know, bad version of the hero. Because one yeah. thing that's ridiculous in this movie is just how psychotic too, yeah. that guy is. Like the guy that <laughs> they no have. For no reason. Yeah, he's just have particles that have affected him. In the middle yeah. where well, she says, and, and the, yeah, and the Winter Soldier the was kind of like that too. Him, but when does she ever? When does he ever use the particles? Exactly, until the end? exactly that. They, he they never said, uses it the made particles until the end. So it's like. And at the, the end, he was, being he was wearing a damn you. helmet at the end. So it's like, I'm yeah, following that was the protocols. Like a, those are like, that was totally unnecessary because it undermined any little bit of character development the guy had. Because you're like, I feel like it's like, we need to punch this up. He needs to be bad for some reason. So I guess yeah. say it's the particles or something. So he just turns a guy it's just into like, pudding it's, in the first scene. It's the same thing. What is it? Dragon sickness or whatever the heck. It's like, just make it dragon Yeah, forget it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Stop making it something stupid and just, just people, say, people can't be assholes. You know, they can't be assholes. They have to have some other reason. They have to some sci-fi reason for being just a big jerk. But but it's Iron Man. I That's the, the formula they're following. Very poor. But I I really liked like that it was sort of like it's sort of like Iron Man meets Spider Man. Right. Because he's like just some guy, but. He's I, ordinary. He's the most ordinary of those heroes, I guess. But they're all secretly that. geniuses. I kind of like how that's always the model for the superhero now. Is that you're a genius at something and you become a superhero? It's like I kind of like. Is he secretly like, genius? Oh yeah, he's, he's like, like a, a mechanic. Yeah, he's an elect- yeah. But he's an electrical engineer. Like he's yeah, a genius right, yeah. engineer guy. But he's kind of a near to well too, right? Well, this is. So yeah, he knows how to turn well, yeah. that knob when they, he's really in trouble. They don't quite know if they want to make him a, a ne'er do well or what because they do a lot of talking about he got he got sent to jail for this bank for this uh, not bank robbery he robbed Vista and he's apparently famous Corporate for robbing Vista. Oh, okay. And it, and he didn't actually he didn't it wasn't a it was a burglary not a robbery because he didn't assault anyone he doesn't like assaulting people so and apparently it was only because they were ripping off their own clients. Yeah, it was a Robin so Hood sort of, of, of Oh, okay, got a Robin Hood spin on it. 
And then, you know, but then he kind of gets poor and he's got a daughter and he needs some money, so he goes and robs his other person and then that was a setup anyway. And So, yeah, whether or not he's got that, that morality yeah. whole thing, they never quite settle on that. Well, that setup between him being the Robin Hood figure makes how, like, horribly they treat him, like how the, you know, the stepdad and... <laughs> The wife, the ex-wife, treat him. You're like, hey, he. Well, talk you guys about a douchebag stepdad. I, I was like, you would understand like, that he was doing this thing. He'd be like at Snowden or some kind of character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he went to jail well, and he served I his time, like but the he wouldn't. The, the stepdad was like a cop, and he's trying to do yeah, that thing. I guess. So, like, from my perspective, because he was really good to the daughter, so it's like it, right. That character sort of grew on me after a while. Like, because I am a nice guy in this context. I just don't like you because, from my point of view, you're just some, you know, ex-con trying to move in who hasn't done anything for his daughter you haven't paid any child support and you haven't been there for her and i have so you know the this movie makes you have to be the good guy but i mean if you just hold, heard me tell the story then you're the jerk yeah i think all the reviews of this yeah but dude said, let, the go, let the guy visit his daughter on her birthday I, yeah, I know that's yeah little, don't yeah <laughs> he just got out of jail too like come on just gonna, well, I was wondering how well Throw the daughter, the daughter seems break. to know him really well, and he's been in jail for at least a, a year because the guy who breaks him out was like, oh, I remember you from last year when we were cellmates. So he's been in jail a while. I can't imagine that they took her to visit him at jail so, very often. So how is she? And before that, so he worked at that company. Has she even recognized Why him? does she yeah. care? Like they're like she, you. She idolizes you. It's like why does she even know me? <laughs> yeah. So I assume that they must have had some kind of correspondence. like So they're not that bad with her. Yeah, yeah. but then at the end she's like... Uh, no, in, it was in the beginning when the, when the ex is talking to him. She's like, you know, you have to get a job in an apartment and then we can talk maybe about visitation rights. I'm like, is that really how it works? Probably. That your daughter's if, not allowed to see you? If she has uncontested the the custody, was, then she might be able to say altogether, yeah. The way well, I he's I also like a federal the, the child had the right to visit the parent well, not know. that the parent had a right to i don't know i don't know anyway it just sort of seemed a bit weird that the daughter yeah, seemed to know like him, who he was and everything like that case for anthony antman esquire oh he's trying he's gonna he's, he's gonna <laughs> i don't normally do custody Robbins. battles but uh i see you have a pretty strong case here i mean as far as as far as felons go he's he's really white collar like he doesn't yeah, he's, he's it's not like he turns up drunk and starts swearing at people and tries to beat up his daughter or anything like that. I know. You know How dare you show up at your daughter's birthday and give her an ugly present? And then be very polite and leave when you're asked to immediately. What? Yeah. What kind of a father are you? Yeah, it is kind <laughs> of weak kind as far of as that goes because well, he, he doesn't I'll, go. He doesn't go from being somebody who there are doesn't some care about real weak points to the story, like the fact that like Michael Douglas basically sets him up to test him to see if he can break in and steal the Ant Man costume. And then when he goes to return it, <laughs> like his daughter, uh, Michael Douglas's daughter calls the cops. Thinking, I didn't expect her to call the cops. Well, guess what? It's your house, man. If you don't press charges, there is no case. Why do you have to send an army of ants to bust me out and make me yeah, a bad you, guy? Now I am a, a, con, a wanted. You can't press charges on someone else's behalf. Yeah, if you? if you didn't want me to go to jail, America, all you had to say is like, in he, Australia, you he was in my house and I don't press charges and I'm glad he came and that's that. But but instead he's like, now I'll break you out. He's like, wait a second, now I'm an escaped felon. 
I am a fugitive now because of you when all you had to do was go up and say, Hi, my name is Hank Pym, and that was my house, and I don't care, so... Well, it was also that the police didn't even... They didn't catch him in the house, that he was outside the house by the time they were there. He didn't have any stolen property on him. Yeah. There was not really much of a case so against him why anyway. why not hire me half a lawyer instead of a million ants? Because ants. Because, And, it, and yeah, they were like, well, antics. the ants can only do so much. Because we're all about antics. Like, <laughs> God damn you, Hank Penn. <laughs> I just have a soft spot for antics. <laughs> you really were oh, a superhero no. in the 60s, weren't you? Oh, lordy. <laughs> antics. I think, there, I think there was a lot of weaknesses in this. When it came to things like, um, things with the plot and the character development, I thought there was a... a quite a few weaknesses like for me that father-daughter relationship was yeah. really nothing weird because <laughs> nothing. We, yeah. we sort of came in in the middle of it and we didn't ever establish sort of how long they've been talking again or where their relationship's at all we know is that in the past at some point she was upset because he was a shitty dad and but we don't know exactly where their reconciliation is at the time that the film opens we just know that there's some sort of reconciliation and then part way through he randomly tells her how her mum died and she's like crying and like, it's all good, Dad. I'm like, is, well, that, is that it? Are they good now? What bothers like, me about that is she says the exact same thing. It's like, why didn't you just tell me this before? I've hated you for no reason for decades. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, when you put it that way, I probably should have just told you. But it's also, not to put too fine a point on it, she hasn't hated him for no reason. She hated him because he sent her off to boarding school. Like, he disappeared for two weeks after her mum died and then sent her off to boarding school and, and never parented her. It's like, she's like, oh, well, I hate you because as a dad, you were never there. And just telling me how my mum died doesn't fix years of poor parenting. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, because that's one of the faults that he whatever, was keeping a secret. Down. The fault was that he just checked out at that point, yeah. It makes no sense. And I don't know. I, I kind of buy the relationship like, a little right, bit. I'm because... in on the plan to save the world. Why did they need her anyway? That was annoying to me. They're like, we can't do the plan without her. And well, then she, she has comes access. Back she gave the Michael him. Pena's character access to the security. Yeah, guard that she did there. actually do something, and she was the one who was on top of what was going on with. She walks in at one point and puts a computer chippy thing onto a computer and then walks out, and I'm like, is that the only active component she has in this whole plan? Sure. I thought she was a bit of a useless character and she was misused. Well, th their problem with this really movie annoying is... Hair. This is, goes against what they said they were going to do, because one problem that this movie has, and I really enjoyed this movie, and I like the story, and you know, the, some of the weakness of the plot doesn't bother me, but but one thing that bothers me is is we're watching another origin story. Right, and, they said they wouldn't do that. Absolutely. And, and I mean, technically, I feel speaking, like they're getting around it because, like, well, it's, it's was not the Hank established yeah. Ant-Man. We're not showing you how the Ant-Man serum was developed, but it is an origin of of Scott Lang as as the Ant-Man. Yeah, it's a kind of a fun twist because it's already an, an existing superhero, and he's like taking up the mantle, which is fun. But it would have made more sense if we had seen something about the original Ant-Man in one of the previous Marvel films. I like that bit they showed about you know the old footage of him. <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, in like World War II. And or, I, I thought they had a really <laughs> fun built-in reason for why they don't bring in the rest of the Marvel Universe because he's like, because Tony Stark is an asshole. It's like, yep, yep, right. well, that, yeah. 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 that makes sense, sure. I like I their logic. Yeah, there was a, you. He's like, because uh, like, his dad screwed me over and he's kind of douche and they just built a robot that tried to wreck the world so maybe we won't give them the biggest weapon they ever invented. Yeah, they're off busy dropping planets, on, dropping cities on people so we're not going to talk to them. He's up building super <laughs> robots that almost destroyed the Earth. I'm not going to give him the thing I'm trying to keep out of the wrong hands. Yeah. He's the wrongest hands yeah, I know. 
I yeah, like the I, I like I the, the, I annoyed me the because I kind of felt that there was there was a lot of good things in this movie, but I kind of felt like they didn't quite come together as a whole good movie for me. I mean, I felt the lack of character development almost killed it for me because I just didn't feel anything for any of the characters. I mean, Paul Rudd is charming, and I enjoy watching him. And the Evangeline Lilly was fine, and the old dude Ant Man was, you know, opposed supposedly curmudgeonly, but we only ever saw it in one line of the film. But it just like the characters didn't go anywhere. If you look at any arc that any of the characters had, it was non-existent. The baddie was just a baddie for no reason. Hey, waved everybody. And, and hey. hi. <laughs> Greg, I'm busy ranting here. Don't put cute kids in front of the camera. I'll get. She can't hear you. But anyway. Good lord! What if we start talking about our cats? Don't let what? Ron shut this thing down. I will do it. She'll do yeah, it. Well, if we start talking about kids, cats, and, and our personal lives, Ron will take us straight <laughs> off the air. She's been very clear about that. Okay. Do not right. test me. Well, She's not joking. It's right, been a very right. severe summer for Vron. I am Volvron. Volvron, sorry. Now that I have merged with the Volvonetric Universality Link, I am become Volvron. Or the Volvron program. So I am connected to infinite volumes of information. Yeah. Lack of... There's okay. a lot of lack of... Um, character and plot that sort of hurt it for me I chucked that all up to the origin thing this would have worked better if it wasn't I don't I can't say that I could write the movie for them because Ant-Man would be an interesting sell no matter how you package it up but to me a lot of that that restriction comes from the fact that you had to tell the origin stories so we have to shelve the characters and what's going on with them to just explain the concept and I don't think we have a problem with origin stories. It's just if you do them, if they're fun. Like, I mean, it would have been a fun, because I guess that's like the 60s and 70s or the 80s, right? 70s and 80s. That would have been a fun period piece because we've already, we haven't had that period. I, in they're, the obviously, they're obviously keeping that in the bag somewhere. They didn't show Janet's face ever. So right. they're obviously keeping her back in reserve for something. Yeah, to, to bring in somebody to play her. Cause she's because she's trapped in the quantum the... realm or whatever bullshit yeah. that was. <laughs> like... Well, in the comics, Janet is one of the original members of the Avengers, and they bring in Peggy Carter deliberately to show you Peggy Carter, who who starts S.H.I.E.L.D., so S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, to Avengers. There's a distinct possibility that Janet had some hand in creating S.H.I.E.L.D. at some that point. Fun. Maybe she'll be an Agent Carter season two, you think, then? Something like that? I don't know. She'd have to be quite young, though, wouldn't she? Well, Agent Carter Given season two is like in the fifties now. Is where they'd be at this point. And it was in the eighties when he was like, "I don't want anything to do with Shield anymore." Yeah. How do you like that de aging? They're really getting so, that, uh, that those effects down. That aren't looked they? really good. That that effect was really good. Those are the same guys who de aged like Patrick Stewart, and Ian McKellen in, in X Men three, but it was kind of it was really it was kind of soft in that in movie. Case. And, yeah, like, when you look weird. back to, like, Tron 2, where they tried to do the thing with Jeff Bridges, they didn't quite have it. And that was horrible. I don't know if it was horrible, but it was but it was obvious. Like, they tried their best, I think to but me it was it just, TG, just obvious enough to uncanny valley it to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. That, that, but this oh, was God. really good. Like, right. that scene yeah, really worked. Really I mean, I'm looking – I mean, I was in the theater just looking close. I was like, wow, this is – I mean, they should be proud of that. <laughs> and that's what the company was talking about. I was like, that was hard because people have know what Michael Douglas looked like when he was this age. Yeah, and that's what's weird. It's like, yeah, he just well, jumped back to the 80s. Yeah. And they, they're, the, they, they're the same company that did, did you just mention? They're the same company that did. They did Captain America, the younger. Steve oh, yeah, Rogers. they did the. the and that was great. Because it wasn't was just phenomenal. younger. It was the whole extra right. body. That well, was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the, so. the the technology is there. I like I like their logic too with Peggy. Tony. The they Tony probably should have gotten them for Star Wars Seven. It's just do or everybody. 
I like their logic with Tony Stark's dad in this because like he's that other actor in some movies and then he's John Slattery in other movies. Like he gets to a certain age and he it just depends turns on to what John era, Slattery. He's like the, Isn't it funny? Like he's like he just the grew one a foot who, and then like, turned gray hair. Was it part two, Iron Man two? That he played yeah, him in Iron he was Man the one two. From that, yeah. It was that era, Tony Stark. But if you go really yeah. far back, then it's the guy who's going to be in Preacher. Well, that was funny though, the but they didn't like. The well, because they brought that other guy on later in Captain America, right? And then, and then he's also in Agent Carter, and he's in all his other whatever. He's been in other little things, so it's yeah, funny he's, that he's at that young era. It's funny they didn't go. Well, we're just going to make him look older, and John Slattery's not a part of it. But he's like, no, he is a part I love of it, it too, man. That's they, neat. I think <laughs> one thing that this movie shows, like I said, you can you can poke at the individual story because telling Ant Man is a difficult initial story i can see this becoming a really great sequel because now that we are we're on board and you've gotten all this exposition out of the way it's a really fun little situation to oh play he's with. a really fun it's be fun yeah, to see this him is gonna be fun avengers and now how's and it going great. like the scene with where he accidentally breaks into the avengers <laughs> like, yeah. and fights falcon <laughs> really it's like scene. this is the whole him movie falcon. him fighting because falcon need... is the whole movie because yeah because I you need to see that to see he these can go two in a movie together Right, you need to see I that like he can go toe-to-toe with um, them. I, uh, we got to see more Falcon. I also like the idea that they have a superhero that's not in the Avengers register, like someone who's kicking around doing good, but who doesn't necessarily want to be part of that whole initiative. Yeah, and they get the whole that's stinger cool. to sort of draw him into Captain America 3. That was actually it, a scene that yeah. was filmed for that movie. It wasn't filmed for Ant-Man. Well, they used it properly because it gets you excited. <laughs> I know, because I and love it, walking out like of the theater. I'm walking out of the theater. First, like, the big reveal is he opens up the the wasp costume to show Evangeline Lily, and you're like, okay, here we go, finally. And there's, like, and one guy like, back in the theater time. is like, now nah, she's going to be Ant Girl. It's like, no, she's going to be Wasp, moron. Have you been <laughs> watching? Girl. <laughs> she's Ant Girl. And then they're walking out of the theater. He's like, you see, when they were, he was talking, Falcon said he know a guy. He mean Ant-Man. <laughs> That's obvious. It's in the Ant Man movie. That's oh, God damn it. But I get to, it gets you excited about Civil War because yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a yeah scene about from the Civil whole War, world. So, yeah. like, well, this movie is a testament to how how well formed a cinematic universe this is because you that opening scene where you see young Hank Pym and he's talking to Peggy Carter and he's talking to Howard Stark and they're talking about the formation of Shield and what they've done with it. And you're just like, at any point in this universe, you can you can tune in to a certain time period, and see where it was developing in that time period. That's so impressive. Yeah, that's really right. that's really fun for me to watch. The, 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 like from World War II forward, you know, you mm-hmm. pretty much have a a pretty solid history of of the Marvel universe. So it gives you With a feeling. Yeah, I do like them setting. Yeah. I do like them setting Hank Pym back a bit, not just starting with a young Hank Pym here and. Because it, it does give that layered universe feel. Yeah. Like it's not just all of their superheroes starting right now. Mm. They've been going on, ongoing. As right. time developed, so did the superheroes. Yeah, so I love it. So you have like this golden age era up to now that they have covered, and it makes it feel like this fully functioning like universe. And, and mirrors it's also the a good comics, time to do comic. it. Yeah, the comics it's a good time to too. do it with uh, with a civil war coming up. It's a good time to build in a hero who's not part of the Avengers well, vault because they need that world. Because civil war yeah. already can't have the plot of the comic because a big part of the plot of the comic was well, every superhero needs to reveal their secret identity, but none of them have secret identities. And like they're going to bring in Spider Man, he's going to be the only superhero <laughs> whose identity is secret. Like, okay, Spider Man, go ahead and come out. I was like, uh, guys, uh, you know, I'm you know I'm still in high school and stuff. I got a lot. I got reasons. <laughs> 
Steve has a whole exhibit about him. Yeah, I've got museums yeah. dedicated I wonder to if they're gonna, I'm I not wonder, a billionaire I mean, playboy. I live with my aunt. I mean, right? they I talk about that out. stuff, and the, they talked about they're going to change it up, and of course they're changing all these things. I wonder if it's more, and they even mentioned in that that little bit of scene where there's like, calls Tony, is like, he can't because the because the accords or whatever. So it feels like it won't just be like, well, it's just secret identity. It'll be much more like a government, like an oversight, a government oversight of what yeah, they do. Yeah, which is essentially what it. the story is. The secret identities yeah. don't matter that much. But this idea that, like, if you're going to go around doing this, then you need to be sanctioned by the government. You need to be trained and licensed by the government, which is actually a really reasonable thing to say, especially in a world where basically that's most of the superheroes already have been hired by the government. So it's they like have Watchmen. sort of a basis for saying that. Like Ant-Man's one of the and first ones really that's see, just an independent operator. Yeah. You can see how after Avengers 2, the government could have leaned on Tony to make him do that. After It was his fault, basically, that their supervillain was unleashed. You can see how they used that as leverage to push Tony into a position where he had to back that sort of agreement accord. Yeah, and, and, do, and also yeah. where he would sort of agree with it. It's like, oh, yeah, I did this terrible thing, and I can see how this sort of unchecked power can have these uh, horrific well, consequences. And they're hinting at it with all the, the news flashes and the papers and this. They're like, who's to blame for Scovia or, you know, for the for the for the piece of the whole town falling into the earth you know so like that it's all it's all a big thing in that world so i mean yeah, so it'd be fun it'd be a lot of i like that we can still see these little stories set in that world and like i said this is limited because act one is basically all exposition so there's a lot of and heavy the exposition is stuff. pretty like, sloppy well because you know <laughs> hey i'm a scientist i made this formula that makes me really small plus I can talk to ants. Like, really? Wrap your head around that? And let's get past it. It's kind of, it's kind of cool that he was able to... Snake de- level of exposition. It's kind of cool <laughs> that he was able to develop both those technologies at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By uh, BTW, my keychain's a real tank. <laughs> that was pretty Which good. Which I called earlier, but I was, but the payoff was yeah. still worth it. I was like, I don't I was like, how come the chain has gotten big? That was the best part. <laughs> the That's chain why. That. Yeah. This one was because fun. visual gags. There were so I mean, many it was fun visual gags that made it worthwhile. And and so much of the story, I mean, there's no reason not to watch this movie. Like, there's a lot of, like, problems with the plot and character that basically are born from just trying to do too much. When I think it might have also been the whole having two people having written the script thing. You know, it's more than two people. It's like five I'm not people sure, though. having written the I script. Yeah, that, like the two groups know. of people having written the script. I'm not sure, though. I mean, since I don't know the inception of the script and how it went and that sort of thing, I just I just felt like there was a lot of... It felt like me like there, maybe there was gaps or maybe we should, this should have been a longer movie because there should have been time to have that character development. And, and then the characters making out at the end. Like, seriously... The what? I know they have a cheeky wink, but the character's making out at the end. You know when he walks yeah, in when the Yeah, when there really is no build-up to explain that. Yeah. And they're just like, like hey, they're like, they're like oh, we have any We're in wink. love too. Whatever. Yeah, she has. No, I love. I like Evangeline Lilly, but she has nothing to work with in this movie at all. Uh, well, as because far as any again, kind of, because it's an origin story for She's him. Like the, uh, they what they yeah they build up to and at the very end now you'll be wasp it's like don't even bother just make her like why wouldn't you bring her in as wasp from day one that would have helped well, more and, yeah the problem is too is yeah. the whole point like we always talk about it's like when the plot of the movie or that the the person's plan it doesn't make sense he's like she's the whole time she's saying 
why don't I do this? He's not qualified at all. And he's like, it really isn't. And they, so he's like, they she, have a she has a reason to why. As a female character, that she spends the whole time waiting for someone's permission to do something awesome. That is the problem like, because really? he right. has a reason in the story for She's not wanting to do it. She's the only female character in the movie, and she does nothing. And I know I've been having a feminist rant to all my friends about this, but come on, it, she's the only girl in the movie, and she was nothing. And I felt it so would have been a lot stronger movie. if she had been basically done the same thing as Scott Lang and stolen the wasp outfit from him. Because yeah, yeah that would have been more fun. That, mm-hmm. that would have made a lot more it sense and made her a lot it, stronger. It actually could have. It could have made a lot more f- sense if she was the one who was driving that plot of getting him to steal it or whatever she was trying to get to do. If she was the one driving and, the whole oh, and trying Michael to Douglas stop the baddie and the yeah. dad was the one that they had to and Hank Pym was the one that they had to try and to convince. Right. Yeah, that would have worked. Then he was the curmudgeonly old dude. Then yeah, that would actually worked a little no, bit for the characters no made her a lot stronger. There's no conflict through that whole second act. It's just like, well, yeah. we got to do this. You could have had her being wasp and just being like, I need an offsider. Something like that. Yeah, that would have worked better. I I really think that what would have made this movie work was the f- whole first act should have just been an introduction of Hank Pym in that golden era where he was Ant-Man and just tell that, that exposition of what happened to the original Wasp and all that stuff in the story instead of doing a big build-up to a character reveal that really wasn't necessary. It didn't have any impact, but if... If we had just opened, we would have had a lot of fun scenes with him in that earlier era as Ant-Man, and that would have ex- established what Ant-Man was, so there wouldn't have to be all this explanation of things. And then, I mean, if, you, yeah, if, you, I, if you think about it, the plot has a the plot has a structure. I mean, because I guess Edgar Wright did the draft, and then they changed it, and the Peyton Reed did the draft, and then Adam McKay and Paul Rudd did like a draft, like the final draft of it. To make and, it funnier, it, though. I'm sure they just yeah, polished it, well, the, the joke. But it doesn't it feel like it's the, it, like, just take out any of the jokes or, like, the action. Like, it feels like the plot of just a comedy, and it just doesn't have as many jokes. You know what I mean? Like, it has, like, what a normal, like, Seth Rogen movie. It's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. They're going to do this heist, and it has that, and that amount of logic, but it just isn't balls to the wall funny like those are because it's like well it's not a comedy it's also an action well movie. they probably so, were a little afraid to go too far because they wanted to maintain the marvel well, i know but I'm, I'm saying if you tiled down the jokes you realize oh the plot's not as yeah. great guys you know it's not a <laughs> well and they're following my rule here i just said to break the rule that i've said that i've i've pitched before i mean paul rudd's character is the access character so they do follow the writing conventions of saying well then the story should begin with him and we should learn the whole story through him uh, so they did that. I can't fault them. But I think in this case, because there is a dual story where we're learning about the old Ant-Man versus seeing someone become the new one, I think you could have opened with showing us like that that sort of classic era Ant-Man. Yeah, I think if, and that yeah, would if have introduced s- what that concept was to us. Right. If you're going to start with the scene they did, I, I think yeah. you need more of it at the beginning. Or not do that at all. Just start with Paul Rudd. And then I bring that in I think if you were going to start with Paul with Rudd, I think if you are going to start with Paul Rudd and have him introduce all the stuff, it might have been more interesting if he, maybe he and the daughter, what was her name? Hope, whatever. Hope Van um, Dyne. If those two were actually banding together to try to find out what the Ant-Man technology was, right. and that was th- they, through them investigating was how we found out. It's like a national and then treasure could have been much movie. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Well, that would have been more because yeah. I do but agree you know, that well. it, it feels like it's part of several drafts because you do have this 
there's a part where we let the audience in on everything right away, and then there's a part where we sort of reveal it all through Paul Rudd's character. It's like, but you can't kind of do both. It's sort of the Green Lantern syndrome. They're not nearly as bad as what Green Lantern did, but you can't let no, no. us in on the <laughs> gag and then cut to an Access character because if we already know, then he's on an Access character. We're just waiting for him to catch up with us. So you either have to start with him from the very beginning or you just have to let the cat out of the bag for everybody. Because it was never a surprise that that we were going to ca- Hank Pym's house to break in and it was never a surprise that he yeah, would allow it. Yeah, we he was the old aunt, We've already man. established who he is. In the first five minutes, we've we knew all that. Him. So we knew, you know, the house he was going to and what he was going to find there and what it was all about. So instead of dragging the story through that I mean, we always knew it was going to be that because we knew it was Ant-Man when we walked in. Yeah, but... Well, you can't blame the poster, but the first story... She's not listening. What? I see your head, so your headphones are off. Not listening, not doing it. You've got a really loud voice. <laughs> False. False. Your voice carries all the way to Australia. Say <laughs> so that again, they didn't Look, hear really you in New Zealand. It's I'm in the house by myself. I've got the headphones on, and, and I can hear stuff through the house, and uh, I never know if it's one of the other cats. I or never get creeped out. I almost took out my camera to record the sounds that the cat was making last night at about 3 o'clock in the morning outside the door. It is 3 a.m. Let me sing you the I song know. of my people. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he was like, time to play. And he's like, oh. It's like the witching hour. Oh, my God. It sounds like a lamb. Or like the unicorn from the Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, my goodness. Just, oh. <laughs> like, what, what is that? If I didn't know, like. Cats make you just desensitized to all forms of supernatural. Well, attack. it is the cat, but it's the cat communing with some it higher powers. It doesn't matter because cats do that crap orders. all the time. That is enough cat talk. All right, Give okay. Orders. Sorry, no, no more cat talk. Okay. Sorry. Run. I will continue oh, no, this transmission no, 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 unless it is in the discussion of Ant-Man. We promise. We promise. We'll keep talking we're about Ant-Man. Away. All we're right. We were just talking about Michael Pena and how funny he was. He stole the movie. Yeah, he steals everything. He does. He's <laughs> so great in that movie. He's the best part about the movie. I, I love the, flashback the friends. They, they should have been in it more. Like if they had been, if they had been, the whole thing had been more of a heist or an investigation, and they were in it from the beginning, trying to plan the whole thing. That would have been so that's much funnier because the little bits when he was telling the backstories was so yeah, funny. Yeah, they never. Yeah, that's true. They could have used so that good. for the heist, like Ocean's the Eleven style, like where that's the first why yeah. Yeah. the sequel has been, so much more potential with that that group is that's already That's why it was like I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like it quite got the heist movie fun because it was still my down in that sort of trying to tell the exposition of the of the story and the, trying to make it a superhero movie at the same time. So if they they sort of didn't quite found the, find the balance for me between the fun of the heist stuff and the That's really what they the need stuff. in the sequel is to come up with a sort of heist kind of plot. More heists. That would be a lot of fun to get like that, like Ant-Man's gang coming together to right. sort of do something that, that, that's in their wheelhouse. You know, another Robin Hood Stealing style. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, what if he's trying to steal stuff from Tony Stark? How awesome would that, that be? That would be great. That would be pretty cool. I love that because I was saying that the Avengers party scene would have been a lot more fun if Hank Pym had been there to establish that history. But then we cut to this movie and he's like, I don't like the Starks at all. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. There's a perfectly good built-in story reason why he was not in that movie at all. Yeah, that he just disappeared from the world. Yeah. I crap bigger than the starts. We talked about we. I mentioned to you this before, but we we originally when we first talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the movie just came out that 
we thought all that stuff, those scenes you're talking about with the little quick takes, that was all Edgar Wright stuff. And, but that's actually Peyton Reed. He added all that stuff. That wasn't Edgar yeah. Wright. I was like, oh, okay. So that's Back a real to- credit to what he brought yeah. to the movie because – I mean, considering you know people were acting like the movie was troubled and 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 they didn't and he know added that whole on, scene with like the cure disintegration is. joke and stuff that play mm-hmm. disintegrate the disintegration by the cure and they're like fighting in the briefcase <laughs> as they're going down. That's great. Yeah. Who's responsible for uh, <laughs> them disintegrating the goat or the lamb or what? It was a lamb. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a bit of a shock. It's like, oh no. But that really bothered me. That was so weird how, like, he didn't know how the technology worked and then suddenly he was able to use it. And I was in the theatre, I was like, Ben, how did he figure that out? Did I miss something? And he's like, he just figured it out, fine. He just figured it out off screen. We and did, like, like, yeah, we really? did, like, 38 takes and this one this one actually didn't disintegrate the lamb. Yeah, that's true. They, the point, Yay. they were selling it and they never figured it out. And he's like, oh, yeah, it kind of just, it did just work all of a sudden. Like, like, I okay. think he started selling it too soon because it's kind of an unusable technology. It's like you can shrink a super suit, but you can't put anybody in it. Although, why can't you just make little tiny drones? If, if a little tiny super suit is useful, why couldn't it be remote why control? Why was that guy? Why was that guy so crazy? Like, it didn't make any sense. Like, he, he breaks the into the house. Okay. Because he's like, he's, he they the explain it in the movie. He's, he's like, not as good he's gonna looking. kill my dad. <laughs> he's like, he's gonna kill my dad. And and you're like, dude, you worked with this guy for years and years, and you, you became his right hand man until the the one minute you were like, oh wow, he's got the super suit. Well, I better come and bring my dad and stop him. So up till then, you liked this guy. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Because uh, she she just seems to like decide that she doesn't like that guy. And you're like, but you liked him before, like. Did you know he was a psychopath then? What's going on? I think there was too much effort because it did feel like it totally disagreed with the movie where that one guy says, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. And then he meets him in the bathroom and completely disintegrates him in the bathroom. You're like, holy shit. This guy this is, some this next guy level is really guy. serious. And in a way, I guess if you're trying to establish that the guy's crazy, that did it. But it does sort of call into question, well, how has he gotten this far? Like, I mean, if he's that psychotic, like, also, also, here's a question: What does Pym Industries do? What is their normal technologies? We do technologies (laughs) and whatnots. (laughs) They make the who's-its. Exactly. One one of the things that I was thinking when when I was watching it, when I was thinking about it afterwards, conglomerate they have. Hope Hope really reminds me of chicken franchises. Hope reminds me of the character from Jurassic World that was. Oh yes, Ellis exactly. Howard. She's almost exactly. She has the They're same hairdo like, too, right? She's like she's some yeah, same hairdo, same uselessness, same. I'm I've got some nebulous job in this company, but I don't know what it is and what even does <laughs> no the company one knows do. What it is. She's just the right hand gal, you know. That's all she does in that whole thing. Yeah, she's yeah. just she's just there to have bad hair and to seem strong but she's not a strong character she doesn't make any decisions or do anything well i think the problem here and this is not exclusive to marvel this is a problem with just movies in general is they want to introduce strong female characters but they don't know how so they always come in like because in amazing spider-man 2 is like they introduced black cat as like the secretary (laughs) and this is my secretary black cat like wait a second she's gonna become black cat why is she the, the executive assistant at oscorp because like, well, we did that with them. They did her in here. Like, we needed to get her into the movie, so that all we knew. Because Catwoman in the original Batman Returns what? was a secretary too. It's like that's how they keep bringing there's somebody's secretary. Like you realize how just how offensive it is that the only way I you mean, can which introduce is kind of them true to the co- is as the secretary. <laughs> 
It's kind of true to the comics because remember when Wonder Woman was part of the comics and she's like, yeah. Remember Sue Storm was their secretary for ages? Like, I think it's just dumb because there's so many... There's so many things that women can actually do these days. That's why I was sad because it felt like every character was written. They were like, we'll have this person who does this and this person who does this. And they kind of were like, I kind of felt like they never actually thought about even putting a woman into the movie apart from that main character. I think it's it's part of that sort of normalcy bias of like when you're writing, you write whoever you are into all the characters. So they're all just dudes because nobody actually thought about making any of them a woman. And they can't imagine being like, with it. It's almost like nerdy dudes because it's, we can't even imagine a scenario where a woman is organically hanging woman, out yeah. with us. So she's probably just like the secretary yeah. or something. Maybe the well, maid. The, 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 other woman, the only other woman in the movie who has a sort of speaking role, doesn't get to speak for herself, is the maid. So there's a maid, uh, an uncharming ex-wife, and then some guy's daughter. Like it was—it's just ridiculous, and I've—it's—it's uh, it's just we're too far progressed yeah. to have this in the movies still. Is, can I not watch a movie that I can relate to? It's not intentional. As a girl, That's, they just sad. They just need somebody to, to, to give it a once-over. Make sure it's like—is—is—is is, is my own personal bullshit just too too prevalent in this? Yeah, yes. Do all these characters need to have penises? Did you even consider not having them all male? Like, they, I just don't think it's even considered. Not have penises? What are you like, talking wow. about? No. Now you're just talking <laughs> crazy. Do these characters Who's actually this? need to have that? What is that, some kind of Australian liberalism? What do you mean? Yeah. You've been watching Mad Max too much. Yeah. <laughs> all right, like, we got some, like finally got some good Some kind of damn marsupial or something? It's like, that doesn't have anything to do I've with I've actually been con. watching Unreal, which is a really, really good TV series. It's just made by women. It's, like, got a lot of female characters in it. And it's... Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like, snore, move on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> but I highly recommend it to anyone out there who doesn't want to watch bad stuff yeah unreal because it's like about it's about like going behind the scenes of one of those bachelor type tv shows and it's like oh i've heard about that i've heard about that and all the people in the top two the, the main yeah, and, and i think the, the main woman in that awesome. used to be on it's written Entourage. by one of the marty like one of the um buffy people marty noxon is behind it it's very interesting anyway yeah, i don't was, understand with these i don't understand with these movies how they aren't sensitive to that stuff either you know what i mean like how they don't go it's like how they because really just the jurassic world and this they basically just made the they hear they, well she's standoffish she's strong it's right because she's standoffish universe these, i'm like no these she comic doesn't book do anything sci-fi nerds it's just they're not doing it on purpose they just don't get this this organic idea of women being in the I never feel like mix. any of it's malicious. I just feel like they it's, just, come on, yeah, guys, you, just you should just wait to hire totally a girl like, as a yeah. script doctor and go, will you read this? It's like, geez, guys, seriously? Like, people are all over Pixels. It's like, it seems mean because, like, the new Adam Sandler movie, Pixels, everyone's like, this is horrible and sexist. It's like, it sounds like every other Adam Sandler movie. Were you guys expecting something else? Cause yeah, people get so offended by him, but they don't get offended by these little things in this, yeah, like, gender issues in other movies at all they're like yeah, yeah it's great it's sort we of a it. problem in every movie everywhere <laughs> even the it's avengers frank, like just realistic it's not realistic that that guys are in charge of everything and every time you turn around there's only males in every job it's just not realistic well, and, so. yeah that's true and josh like Whedon a real does a feminist kind realistic. of guy but even and, he got panned for doing stuff that was well that's what i'm saying and he's female and, characters in his movie because the genre doesn't really lend itself very well well, the, but even he was trying to do so, certain things so and make certain in that, choices. In that movie, I mean, does he? I mean, what's so sexist? I mean, other in than pixels. this being Adam Sandler movie, but, you know. 
Just because there aren't any prominent females except to be there and have sex with the male dudes. It's like, well, it's a male fantasy. It's about a bunch of video game nerds who fight it's video games in real life. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, what which, did you which expect? Which wouldn't be so bad. I, I mean, that a movie on its own isn't so bad if it just happens to be like that. It's just that there is, there's not the equivalent amount of movies that are the same for females. Like, if, that's just, if there was just a genre that was just like... Dude, bro, douche movies, and that was all. Dude, that that thing was away. And if all the other movies were perfectly fine, that's a new podcast. You're listening to Dude, Bro, Douche. You're listening to Dude, Bro, Douche movies. My name is Sean, Andrew, and some chick. <laughs> and this is a goon. So if that was just a small part of our movie watching experience, <laughs> we could douche. deal with that sort of movie being out there. But since it's in so many movies and so prevalent throughout that culture. Well, the problem is, too, what pisses me off so much is they're... with all these chicks and their opinions. Am I right, guys? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They have have these actors that I love, like Bryce Dallas Howard and Evangeline Lilly, who are awesome, and they just... They're nothing. I was like, guys, come on. I was like, what are you... I was like, I don't even... I mean, why are you... doing so much more. I mean, that's what... um, It came out today. I guess there's rumors that Rachel McAdams is about Doctor Strange, but she originally turned down Pepper Potts. Because she's like, yeah, I'm not just going to do nothing. Because it's a nothing character. Yeah. 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 So, I'm not just going to take out his laundry all uh, movie. Right. Well, that would have been cool to see her as Pepper I love Potts, Rachel so McAdams. I would like to have seen that. And she's great she in the new, the new season of True Detective. That's a great role for up. her. Keep watching, Yeah, she, I'm she looks like she's really... I'm not going to watch it till it's all out. True Detective is a slow burn. I'm going to watch it till it's all out. Because, you know, the first one started off really strong, but this one didn't start off strong, but it, but it's building it's building up steam. I, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm really enjoying the story this year. So don't give up on True Detective. True Detective, real American heroes. I, I am, I'm sort of hooked into that show, but I haven't, I'm, I'm actually trying to, like, pad a couple episodes up before I watch much more. I did that because for a while. I was like three yeah. episodes behind <laughs> to catch up, but I'm, I haven't watched the very latest one, but now I'm pretty well caught up, and it's getting super interesting, so I'm glad that I, that I stuck with it. Uh, the last one I watched is when he got shot. Don't give us <laughs> any spoilers. Oh, I good Lord, that was yet. like episode two or three. Isn't I know, two? yeah. That was like episode two. Yeah. Stop I mean, spoiling stuff, Greg. Jesus. God, we're going to lose more. We're almost up. We're never going to make it. It's going down likes. right now. Sorry. <laughs> But we're talking about Ant Man. We're spoiling Ant Man. We told people we we're talking about Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, it was your choice, Greg. You knew That's what a, you were getting yourself uh, in for. Yeah. You're off the hook on this one, Greg. That was like episode two. Like they're on episode eight now or something. So I think people have had time. It's not like <laughs> yeah. when you post a spoiler during the show. <laughs> on a, on a public forum like Facebook. Can't believe the series ended this way. Lame. <laughs> like, oh god! <laughs> the dragons were just ghosts. <laughs> You're that guy that rides outside the theater. Snape killed Dumbledore. <laughs> that, that guy. <laughs> yeah, before anybody could do anything. Asshole. Hashtag. <laughs> what? That girl freaked out. <laughs> I've had people do that to me though walking out of a cinema and they say something really loudly about the end of the movie and you're like shut up I'm in line to go and see the movie I can't believe it (laughs) that's the best part but all in all, I, I really enjoyed Ant Man. I I think you know there were some. It was there fun. Some it was like an enjoyable while you're in it. Like a lesser known character with a really weird sort of story. 
Like he's like a tiny man who controls ants. That's a difficult sell. And but it was all fun once you problem. see the last action sequence. All those action sequences, the, oh yeah, the heist, and then there's so much the payoff. Thomas the Train scene, all this stuff. Yeah. Is super fun. I mean, you don't care about any of it. That that the action is okay, but you don't care about any of it because it's like, eh. And, well, oh, I would, wait, wait. I, I would give and you that, end, but I feel like it was like a total it's... Murph moment because he's like, I, "You're going to be lost for all of time and space oh, in the quantum." Yeah, so yeah. He's yeah. Like, he his daughter, and his daughter's love that... brings him back. I'm like, "Oh, Murph!" Well, but doesn't well, here's what I don't understand Murph. either. Like, Come on, okay, there's two we're two all big logical the time tesseract or something. There's two big logical things that happen in this. One, he does that before because they said like when they go between the molecules, that's what happens. You go too far. And he yeah. does that to Falcon when they're fighting, right? Because that's how he gets through. I was like, why isn't he doing that then? And two, man, it takes me a couple minutes to get dressed in the morning. It does not take, and it's not going to take you four seconds to put on a leather suit. When he's in jail and he's got 10, 9, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. put it on. And then it's yeah. like 5. Four and they come back to him. Yeah, he's got the suit on. You know, if I don't on, get the like, helmet right, I go crazy, right? Like, calm down. He just cuts it. I was like, "That's a leather suit. That's gonna have a lot of chafing. And that's gonna you're gonna have to." There's like buckles. Yeah, what, what, what if he's outtake, what if he's a little sweaty? You know, outtake from the Avengers where <laughs> it cuts the to the their Ross scene Captain America is trying to put on his thing, and it like in the movie that just like cuts back to him having the harness on, and then the outtake you can see him trying to get right, right. Oh God, I'm such a retard. The lotion and the powder form some kind of paste. Like get these things right. <laughs> but the, yeah that quantum business drives me nuts anyway because it's like are but, you telling me that because because well, i'm like some kind of electrical genius i know to turn this no, knob no, no, no. like way more because it's like no, no 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 you guys are missing the whole point of what doesn't make sense the point they said that the ant-man suit works by shrinking the space between the atoms so that your atoms all go closer together and you're more dense so he shouldn't be able to go smaller than the sum of his own atoms and you see him mm. going smaller yep, than atoms true. he runs into Shit. atoms this has got well, he gets go. smaller than atoms that shouldn't oh, be wow. able to yeah. be happening from the physics that they've been explaining you just schooled us all in he blew mm -hmm. my mind right then <laughs> and then again, you know, why doesn't the female character strong enough to come out of the quantum zone or whatever, right? When she helped build his the damn thing, she yeah. helped design his it. His wife's still stuck there. So. Well, she didn't have the little tiny... Well, he only came out oh, because he had the little bombs. He had the larger disc. And so he, he, he messed the with Alice his regulator, but maybe, pills or whatever. maybe yeah, exactly. her love for her daughter wasn't <laughs> enough. Me. You know, maybe if her daughter had been there calling to her, she could have figured something clever out because, you know, it was the strength of his love. And people are like, sound wouldn't work in the quantum... What is it with the quantum... What do they call it? In the quantum zone. The quantum zone. The oh, phantom the, zone. It was like the quantum <laughs> realm or something. But it, a realm. Is it, so that's like what... That's, yeah, there's a that's lot of kind different of a lead, zones and realms, all right? You know? But that's a lead into like the Doctor Strange stuff, right? Because that's what his whole thing's going to be. It's like magic is just quantum stuff, right? That's probably... Maybe, yeah. Quantum things and How whatnot. do you do that story without an origin story? Tell me that. <laughs> it's like that's the Doctor that's gonna be the harder would be the so. best one to have Why, why would he's, you not be doing origin stories? What kind of origin stories, is like, it? It's magic and he's a wizard. Well, see, I don't know much about yeah, Doctor Strange. But I would Dr. need an origin story for that. Yeah, like, I, know, yeah, I don't know much about Doctor Strange. Yeah, I don't want to hear story. any of that, Lynn. Like, let's not put that in the movie at all. He's a wizard who does magic. I don't want to hear that he's like, he was a brilliant surgeon who hurt his hands and learned him magic. Him to, I just want him to show up and so we're going, huzzah! Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Buddy, I am Miss Blah Blah Blah. He shows up like it's like the end everyone. of two towers. He just shows on the hill with the yeah. staff. Light shines down everywhere. Yeah, really. People stop fighting. Your staff is By the eye of Mr. Clops. <laughs> That'll be. I'm looking forward to that. The next year is gonna be great. That was Civil gonna be great. And like, Phase Strange. three is where they're just like, I think we got this. Let's do whatever we want. I mean, these are good this year, but I mean, 
Avengers, I don't know. I like I like both of these movies, but I don't feel they've lived up to some of the passing. I, I think I disagree I mean, on Avengers. I didn't have as big an expectation on Ant Man, but I thought it'd like be good, it. and I, just, I thought it was. But I thought but they're I both think fun. Avengers I think is both kind fun. of underrated for what it for what it delivered. Really you know, it disappoints me. I, I think for a second movie. For the second team up movie, it was. I, I think it would have been had a hard time to be anywhere near as good. What as the disappoints first one, but me I didn't though, think it was disappointingly bad. I don't think. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's bad. They should have brought uh, in Spider Man on that one if you wanted your mind blown. But they're not going to actually do. Um, and Josh Wien at Comic Con, he said they're not. He's not doing a director's cut. So those deleted scenes might be on there or extended scenes. That's Aww, sad. So we're gonna have to do our own. Somebody cut. needs to cut that together. Yeah. We're gonna have to do our own cut, Sean. That's what's gonna happen. And we need to I'm cut out that stupid I, Thor nonsense where Thor was in the spirit dream. How do you check a three hour cut of a movie? <laughs> that's a long <laughs> that's a long watch through. So yeah. I don't know. That sucks. I would have enjoyed that a lot. The extended Lord of the Rings is But then so think about it just because Joss Whedon doesn't do it, they may make one anyway. Like whatever. Yeah, there are other editors. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 these days I'm I'm less enamored of director's cuts anyway. Just let anybody cut well, it. But I never well, have that was the one that I wanted cut. to see, like the extended versions of all those scenes. You know, I just I feel well, that, that movie needs the one forty more minutes. You felt yeah. like there was a lot yeah. behind it. It needs an hour more. Almost. I've never maybe. liked I've never liked director's cuts because they want to keep everything. It's a back in the day. <laughs> Add it to the list. Yeah, I in fact I don't like any cuts of anything. <laughs> well, I mean, just, why do they make movies? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, mo- movies editors make good movies because they make choices I, I, to cut 100% stuff out. Hundred percent agree with that because yeah. that's their whole craft and they understand it well. They're editors that have been unsung for saving movies. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, like with the, with the extended cuts, are okay if it's you know, like the Lord of the Rings thing. I can understand a director's cut if it's if it's control has been taken away from the studio and their vision wasn't presented yeah i can understand that, it in some uh, instances that, uh, on, but i wouldn't say that you need it in every single instance and these days like greg is right usually when they do a director's though. cut they're just throwing crap back into it like, yeah like, oh, i mean that's wow. pretty much like extended scenes and stuff that you don't really need anyway they took them out for a reason i think yeah i think they did you a favor when they cut you on this one yeah, it depends on the movie and it depends on what they've cut out. If they've only cut it out because you can't have a four-hour movie and their four-hour cut is better, then whatever. You can put that on the DVD. I'm cool with that. Uh, to me, it's, it's like the Clive Barker cut of Nightbreed. It's like, I'm glad to see it because I'm curious, but I'm also glad the other version exists because I like it better. Well, so. exactly. And that's that's why, you know, when I do buy director's cut DVDs and stuff, that's that's why. It's because I want to – I'm curious about the extended scenes, but usually I end up like, liking the theatrical version better. Yeah, think of the Abyss, yeah. man. Like the Abyss has a massively broader a director's cut as far as the scope of what that story was supposed to be, and it confuses the whole core of the story. Like the the theatrical cut makes so much more sense. Like, so you're saying like while all this was going on, that's very character oriented to these people in their situation. There was also like an alien race was going to like destroy the Earth with tidal waves, and we didn't even know about that yet. It was part of the story. It's like yeah. Whoever decided to cut that shit out did everybody a favor because you, the whole story mattered just as much being about those characters as a microcosm of the world and humanity. But you putting in a subplot where humanity at large was at risk didn't matter because they didn't know that was happening. So their part in the story that had any impact on that didn't matter because they didn't know that they were having that impact. Yeah, it just bogs down the story. Yeah, so cutting that down, like, you're still telling that level of story, but at a much more, like, intimate level towards the characters. Yeah, 
I got all of that message. But that's the thing is, as, a, as humans, we find it really hard to care about large numbers of people. Like you can say billions of people are going to die, and you can't even conceive of that. But if you think about like a you know one family yeah, dying, but you say, that's Ed a Harris is going to die. It's like, well, not, not Ed Harris. No, not Ed Harris. Not Ed Harris. He's one of our dog. great American actors. <laughs> Have you seen the right stuff? For Christ's sake! Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite classic. So it does. It makes a difference. Like, but it's interesting to see what what James Cameron's original vision was for that movie. But the original cut makes so much more sense to the story. So mm-hmm. whoever cut that, it wasn't just for time. It really it streamlined the story itself. They made the story work. Yeah. Cutting it that way. I totally agree. The, the Aliens extended cut, same thing. Terminator yeah. 2 extended cut, same thing. None of those cuts hurt the movie. They all helped. It depends on how you want to see movies. If you want to see them as the director's vision or something like that, then you're more interested in what the director wants to say. If you want to see them as a finished product, it's a, a, a product of a whole bunch of people working together to make the best end vision, then you go with the theatrical. Well, I'm interested. I mean, I guess... Does, I mean, directors just don't walk away when when it becomes editing time, do they? I mean, they just no, they're there. I mean, I mean but sometimes the studio not, comes yeah. in and says, sometimes "Well, you're, like, cuts them out, like that's that's yeah. the thing with the Avengers is like they had to cut. He, it's unusual. He right? wanted they wanted to cut all these scenes and keep certain things because they wanted it to be two hours or whatever the heck it was, right? Or two twenty or it was two twenty, I guess. But so he had to he had to fight for some scenes. He had to give him some scenes so that he could keep that whole. Yeah. I don't even know if you've seen like Avengers, Greg. Stuff. So maybe yeah. But usually that process of collaboration, even if it is, you know is between the director and the studio, you know, it's still collaborative and and it usually helps. You need someone challenging you. You know, you need that. You need that sort of adversity. Say a fresh voice. To, yeah. to get have you come up with your better ideas. Like when you, I mean, to me, I I, I do think any time a, a director is given carte blanche, the disaster ensues. Oh, yeah. I mean, Star Wars. George Lucas. Star Wars. Yeah, I just said. Yeah, it's, <laughs> not, it, it's not his fault, but that's just what happens when one person controls everything. Right. Well, because no. I mean, yeah, because I mean, creativity. I mean, he he totally conceived that first world to begin with, but. It's because he had certain limitations, stuff that we love as yeah. canon. It's because he didn't have money, and, and people you were like, you're nuts. to feedback from other people <laughs> because of those limitations, and now you don't have to. But that, but so much genius and so much brilliance and so many, so many su- like superlative people worked on the original Star Wars film. Like, I don't think he ever realized like how, how many uh, like influential people and innovative people worked on that film. Right. So you lose all of that. You know, not that you don't have a team of, of really talented people, but but you you need you need to need people, I guess. <laughs> my name's George Lucas and I worked on the film myself and mm-hmm. <laughs> I did it all myself. Uh, yeah, I chewed up the <laughs> film and I shat out this movie. <laughs> like, I didn't <laughs> like the things. Empire Strikes Back is the worst one and I <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> and somebody should just walk game. in going, wait, wait, stop right there, stop right there. <laughs> Stay on target. All right, yeah, I'm, 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 I, yeah, I'm hearing that we are now off track and off topic. I think, I, I think, I think, I, I, but I think they did a good job. I mean, I would, I still would have liked to see the Edgar Wright version of this movie. I think it might have been a little bit better I quality. Would have as well. 
I don't this know. I, it's hard to judge because we don't know what the reason was yeah. for that creative difference. I would have liked to see. I, I think would, his I movies are. Nice I to see what that was. No, no. But in general, his movies are tighter than this one, though. You know I what didn't I mean? think like, World's End was particularly I, tight. Well, but it's it's yeah. I, okay, I'll give you that. But it feels I don't, okay. Well, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> I wonder how much of that though. I mean, that's that's Edgar, Edgar Wright's only the co-writer and director of those movies that he does with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I mean, Simon Pegg's I mean, a part of the influence it. Yeah, is so. by those guys. It's all Simon Pegg's Simon fault. Pegg I give, and that's okay, we're blaming it's the all Simon Pegg. I don't know what you're saying, blame. Maybe maybe he was better. Maybe that's the reason why the early ones were better. Because when you look at Paul, which is the one Simon Pegg wrote with Nick Frost, it's a, it's a much better movie. I actually movie. enjoy I that movie a lot more. I've never seen that. Is that worth watching? Oh, yeah. That it's good? a lot of fun. I, it's I really so enjoy much it. worth watching. It's really, really good. Yeah. I like it a lot. It makes me hope that, you know, the Simon Pegg, like, working on Star Trek and stuff like that as a writer... That, that that third Star Trek. Movie oh, that's right. He fun. did. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's just Nick Frost. Maybe they should just make Nick Frost write everything. Everyone <laughs> yeah, thinks it's Simon Pegg. Just give the two of those guys It'd be a blast. Oh, it'd be a lot of fun. It's all right. Yeah, don't ruin. <laughs> you got Idris Elba. Don't screw this up. Oh yeah, he's like the bad guy, right? <sighs> yeah, I don't want to see him playing Black Hole or. Is he just gonna be some Klingon some or something? Like? Yeah, exactly. Probably, don't so, ruin yeah. this. That's gonna. They're gonna put him in makeup. It's like, hey, see Idris Elba. Come on now. I was actually having that discussion today with somebody at work. It's like Star Trek doesn't need a bad guy, like a like a known yeah, bad you, guy. Not yeah, not like a. I mean, they've always done that in the movies, but you don't really need that that signature. Well, so they, yeah, they try to replicate Khan every time. Yeah, and it always and, uh, fails. Yeah, and so even I mean, when they, they had Khan, it failed. Right, they actually replicated it exactly, and it failed. Yeah, my so, name is Khan. And everybody, yeah. and everybody's like, uh, okay, so, <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah, yeah, we all knew that. Don't get me started on Star Trek. I think Sean, <laughs> I, I watched that movie with Sean. He said, "Oh snap!" <laughs> we saw that. Yeah, so, that's I mean, exactly what like I did. Shit! <laughs> Damn! There was like a guy did, in the theater oh, no. when we were watching that who was like, yes. he did say, yeah, he did say <laughs> that. It was like a big yes. moment I was like, have you for not, him. Like, have oh. you not seen the trailers for this movie? Oh, have you not God. understood what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I had it spoiled for me beforehand by someone who was he was trying not to spoil but it's it. But pretty he said, obvious. A certain <laughs> character says their name. Mm-hmm. He says a certain character says their name, and the whole theater cheered. And I'm like, oh, it's Khan, wasn't it? And he's like, oh, I was trying not to spoil it. Oh, but yeah, guess, you did a terrible yeah. job. Yeah, you blew it. Yeah, that was the most dramatic you elbow. Again. You know, hey, hey, Khan, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Remember, that? you know, remember the Wrath of Khan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember that movie that time? It's like that. So it must be good. Oh. It's like the the previously on episode. Guide, They're like, yeah, remember that Jon Snow character? We're coming back to him today. Remember, like, oh, remember Benjen? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember Benjen? It's fake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right then. Well, I would say, uh, for for my money, Ant Man, Ant Man, good. I enjoy. I still think. What what is good. what is y'all's quick like top five? I'm just or at least top three. I'm interested in this. The MCU now. The top three of the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. We've got like freaking twelve of them now. Let's. Like everybody, because every time everyone comes out there, like, it's my favorite ever. It's like, ah, you're just saying that. Don't uh, say me, that. <laughs> a lot of people don't agree with me on this, but to me, the first Captain America is still one of my favorite movies in tone like and story. I, I like I, the second one better, though. I think it's really good. I, the second one is a more fun adventure sort of movie, but I just, I just love the tone and the feel. I didn't and, like and the first the one the first time the I saw it in the theater, movie. but I love watched it again. And I was like, oh, I do love this one. Joe Johnson, you know? yeah. Yeah, well, and obviously, you know, the first Avengers I really enjoyed. Um, 
Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's... Yeah, I, it's I, be, I, yeah, I enjoy it. I have to say, if those top three, those would probably be the top three. What two? The what Captain America, the I'm, Avengers, I'm and Guardians. I'm pretty much in agreement with you, Sean. Yeah, mine is... Mm-hmm. Mine is. I'm pretty much in agreement. Mine is... um. I think Avengers. I just love Avengers. How tight of a script that is. I mean, you, like you said, not a lot happens, but I just love how it has it, moments. It's just and great. It's, it's so much. It's fun. like a play or something. It really feels like it has sparse, but it has big moments and set pieces. And I love Avengers. And I think Gar- it's got Lucky in it. Yeah, well, I like it's Avengers. Like a field to Universal mashups. Like, who cares what brought them in? You got like yeah, Frankenstein and Wolfman in it. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, to me, it's so tight of a movie. I just love it. I like Avengers and I like Guardians. And I think it's probably Winter Soldier. I think are the top three for me. I love Guardians because Guardians. This is the thing. People, people like I was saying. People came out of Ant Man. They're like, it has. It's the most heartfelt. It's the most human movie of the Marvel universe. Most. I was like, no. I was like, actually, I think Guardians is the most emotional. Yeah, Guardians. Of all of them. And they yeah. say Guardians yeah. too. The script is making people cry. So oh, I don't gosh. know if that'll yeah, make like, it the through. First, the first supposedly, one did that. I was like, oh, God. it's supposed to get like a lot. A, a lot I mean, the more. first one opens up. The, it says the perfect day, Numan, where he opens up the tape and it's volume two. You're like, oh my god, that's really sad. I was like, that's, <laughs> I mean, you're like, it's a perfect timing because you've come down from all the action and. But and there's it's a like, lot of there's perfect. a lot of points in the first movie where it, where it, you kind of I was on the point of tears, like the We Are Groot. Yeah, 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 that was oh, yeah, yeah, that was the moment with Rocket. I love the moment with Rocket where he's like, I didn't ask to be a They just took me apart, but we both. It's so good. Yeah. It like, really whoa. cuts deep. It really is effective at cutting to your emotional core pretty quickly. Yeah. Maybe because it, it has that joshing yeah, at all. They're just, they're just genuine the moments. Freaks. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's it a raccoon in a like tree. I have emotional moments yeah. in that movie. It actually even that just kind of shows feels you like what you can do if you know what you're doing writing. It, yeah. it actually even kind of feels like they're, they're friends in a way because you identify – these right. people. I mean, yeah, I, yeah they represent kinda, like these archetypes. I mean, they're yeah, real fans. Yeah. I mean, because everybody's the about had family. a Groot in the yeah. group, and everyone's had a rocket in the group. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they really do. Now they're all really standing cool. around like a bunch of aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, well, so, that, yeah. Would, that probably tied for Avengers. They're different yeah, types of movies. Yeah, my, my top three, I think, would, would, I mean, number one would be Guardians, so that's so. And then probably the first Avengers. Third one's kind of tough. Uh, Guardians the so one. So we're all coming out. Um, we're coming out pro Guardians on TV at my dinner. Yeah, oh God, Guardians. Everyone, I would that's say it's a great movie. I'll vote yeah. for that for as I, the best I'd, one too. I'd probably I say mean, Winter Soldier. I liked it pretty yeah. well. You had yeah, you had the yeah. Yeah. I, Guardians is like the only one that I think it's the most rewatchable one, like multiple times. That's, that's the only one I actually I never get tired of that movie. That's the only one I actually yeah. own right now is Guardians. So. And it's the one with the best soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I own that soundtrack too. Yeah. So, we can't wait till. So you go, yeah, Guardians too. And if you could do an Avengers movie where the Guardians mash up with the rest of them, like, oh well, my that'll God. be what Infinity War Crisis Part Two yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> like, it's gonna have like, like eight hundred people in it. You're like, okay, <laughs> hey, man, just, oh, hey, you're my whole mind. Come on, guys. <laughs> hey, Falcon. <laughs> it's just like people just doing. It's like a, it's like a reception line at the presidential dinners. Like, hey, hello, like hello, hello. Three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was what Sharknado Three was all about. It was just like cameo, 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 cameo and let's watch the Magetti. I, I can't process it. So there was that, and I'm glad for it. I'm looking forward to what Marvel does. But I guess it, we'll get a little bit of a break, sort of, where DC can start of it, start introducing their movies, and I'll I'll enjoy that as a sort of pause. Well, when does um, when does Civil War come out? And hopefully at some Civil sort of War point we'll get Hellboy next 3. summer, and then right before that, a couple months before that is the Batman versus Superman. So next summer. So May be a really no May six is actually before the Batman. Well, when is Batman Superman? March. Yeah. And then cool. Civil War comes out like a couple months later. So, and maybe there'll be some other ones that aren't Marvel or DC. Yeah, that's when the the uh, what is it? Who? Uh, somebody oh, yeah, made a deal to do like movies, the Valiant, right? 
movies. Like, we're going to do Valiant. Like, I will go see a Magnus Robot Fighter movie. I'm a big fan. I might be the only one to, that's going to see Dr. Solar and Magnus Robot Fighter in movies, but I would like that. Sure. Those are the old classic gold key characters. So, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I ruined it. Silence is like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, okay, so you can uh, listen to other episodes <laughs> yeah. of TV8 Medinner, TV8Medinner.com. Now back up and running. Volvron yeah, has allowed us to run to Casella. Regain the air, yeah. Yeah, but uh, have you tried running it through Google? Because I tried to find the website through Google and it just didn't come up. Count with the old website. Yeah, it's been erased. I just Googled TV ate my dinner and I couldn't. That's weird. Is that because we stopped redirecting to the vlogger site? Because Google owns right, blogger. A, we did officially like, redirect, so I mean, it should work. I don't uh, know. Maybe, yeah, with, I'll have to, maybe it don't work ooh, in Australia. I actually, I'll have I don't. to go uh, check in with Volveron on that. Maybe that's. Volver. She's been. She's been honing her skills with the uh, volumetric universality. It is a volumetric link, universality link. Which somehow inexplicably gives her control over the internet or something. It allows me to access any Ethernet hub Or some magical bullshit like that. I didn't <clears throat> name it. Let's Google it too, and it comes up for the Libsyn page. Yeah. Well, Libsyn's been out there more. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but it just it wasn't even in the first page of results that I found. I don't Audio know, boom. but can't speak to that. Maybe, maybe it'll be, yeah, maybe if we're good, we'll be back in the Ron, Google if we results. can triangulate the Google Plus with the uh, TV and in the website, that'll be great. Thanks, Ron. I am Ron. connected yeah. to infinite volumes of information. And bring us a coffee while you're at it. Oh, God. Oh, do you, oh, you Since you're there. the strong female character. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I hope you enjoy our final broadcast. We're on Facebook <laughs> and uh, Twitter and Google Plus, but not Google itself, apparently. My name is Gold Ron. My name is Sean. I'm Greg. I'm Andrew. And I'm Lynn. Antman. Out. Antman. Antman, a symbol. The ant dies. Mr. Antman rests his case. Antman, infest. Yeah, case closed. Dun dun. Dun dun. I'm shutting it up. Shut it down. Shut it down. (laughs) Take him down, Legolas. It's about time.